1: Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a AM member FDIC. Oilers Now
2: with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad. 630 Ched and the Edmonton Oilers Hockey Club present the
0: show that is everything Oilers. Oilers now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office supplies at huge
3: savings. Yeah, Digitex does that.
1: D
0: I G I T E X dot C A on Oilers Radio. 630 Ched.
2: Well, hope you're having a great day. Reed Wilkins sitting in for Bob Stoffer, and there's a new coach. You know him, Edmonton. It is Ken Hitchcock. He replaces Todd McClellan, who was uh, Todd McClellan, who was fired this morning after three and a quarter seasons behind the Oilers bench. Here's Leon Dreisaitl.
0: Uh Yeah, it's obviously uh, you know part of the business. Uh, it's too bad. You know, I thought Todd was uh, a great coach. Um, you know, he he improved this team a lot. Um, and you know, I think we just want to make clear that this is not. On him, you know, this, this is on us players, you know, he's preaching the right things and he's trying to, um, you know, the best he can do to, to get us to play the right way. And, um, you know, mostly this is, this is on us players.
2: All right, well, we'll see if the Oilers can pull out of it. We'll see if Hitchcock can help the Oilers with just one win in their last seven games. And uh, there have been a few ugly ones in there for sure, including Sunday night against the Vegas Golden Knights. Oilers now presented by Digitex, trusted by 630Chad. Visit their new e-commerce site and order supplies, printers and more. Digitex.ca. We do expect to have some comments from Ken Hitchcock before the show ends at 2 o'clock and uh, we will get back to your phone calls and texts in a few minutes, but we want to bring in Lou Korak, who covers the Blues for NHL.com. Lou, you're on with Reed. Thanks for your time. How are you doing? Good. How are you? I'm doing very well. Thanks for checking in. I know it's obviously a busy day for you, but uh, you know you obviously covered the Blues uh, for uh, Hitchcock several seasons there. Uh, look, we, we know him pretty well uh, in Edmonton and as hockey fans because he's been in the league such a long time and been pretty successful. But what would you, if you had to pick one or two things you would want us to know about Hitchcock's tenure in St. Louis, what would they be?
0: Oh, he was a demanding guy, and... Um you know, the results spoke for themselves. I mean, listen, when he came in here, you know, he came in, uh, pretty similar to this time. It was the being, beginning of November back in 2011. And, you know, at the time, uh, Doug Armstrong felt like he had to make a move. Then they were six and seven at the time and thought, uh, pretty similar situation that they're in right now. Felt like they should have been playing better hockey then. And, uh, they were six and seven at the time, you know, they bring in Ken Hitchcock and, uh, he goes 43 15 and 11 the rest of the way I think that speaks for itself and uh, he's a very demanding guy uh, he's an old school coach we know that been around a long time and uh, you know he's gonna he's gonna hold people accountable and uh, he even rightfully admits it that uh, you know eventually he starts wearing on players but that's okay because that means that uh, you know he's getting his message across and there's a lot of players around the league that uh, You know, we'll we'll feel the pressure and we'll feel at times where uh, they're not going to like playing for him. But you know what? At the end of the day, they know that he gets results and uh, that his demanding style uh, still works in the league today. And uh, that's probably what they're going to have to expect coming in there. And they better be prepared to work.
2: Are there any players specifically that you felt maybe he really I don't know if resurrected or turned around or or inspired you know any any specific stories related to individuals?
0: Uh, not really anybody individually that's 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 never been something that you know he was always a team concept kind of a guy and uh, you know look, when he came in here, he knew that it wasn't gonna be just just a quick fix. he was gonna have to get his uh, he was going to have to get his uh, fingerprints on the group itself, and he was going to have to get them to buy into his style. And like I said before, it's a very demanding style, and at times players are going to hate it because at the end of the day, they're going to walk out of there and wondering what the heck did they just go through. But, you know, like I said, he gets results. The results speak for themselves. He's won a Stanley Cup uh, you know, he took the Blues, uh, obviously didn't get them as far as he'd like to get them, and the franchise and the team didn't go as far as they'd like to, but got them to a Western Conference Final, and uh, you know, the, that was pretty much a blue-collar working type of a group that he was able to get that far, and uh, they came up just a little bit short, but it uh, doesn't matter whether you got a group of uh, talented, skilled guys like the Oilers have, obviously, or or if you got a you know, a roster of 20 guys that you're going to throw out there that are just going to be kind of a meat and potatoes kind of a group. But, uh, you know, he's going to demand the results and, uh, he's going to hold the people accountable. And if, uh, you know, if you don't want to work, you know, he's going to find somebody that is going to want to work. So I don't think it was just any one particular player that, uh, he really resurrected. I just think that he got his hands on everybody here and, and everybody, uh, understood what their role was. And, uh, they all were uh, in that buy-in mode.
2: Lou Korak joining us from St. Louis, covers the blues for NHL.com. So obviously uh, about uh, about five seasons. Obviously he came in partway through one season and, and didn't finish his last one there, 16-17. He uh, went 24-21-5 in 50 games. I mean, when, when it was finally time and Hitchcock was let go in St. Louis... What do you think led to that dismissal? I mean, we're saying here in Edmonton, you know, Todd McClellan, three and a quarter years, they weren't doing well. Sometimes you, you need a new voice. What was it uh, with uh, Hitch's tenure ending in uh, St. Louis?
0: Well, that's the thing about Ken Hitchcock. I think you see a pattern there whenever he goes and, and gets a job. I think that first tenure in Dallas was probably the longest tenure that he's had in the league if you if you really look around and he's even admitted that you know five six years is about his max and that's pretty much what happened in philadelphia it happened in columbus it happened here and you know obviously he had just the one year in dallas going back there last year but uh i just think that the demanding style begins to wear on players and you hear it all the time you know that they start they start wanting to wander in a different direction and they, they feel like, you know, it's just time for a new voice. And like, like you just mentioned, uh, it happened here with Mike Yo. It happened with Ken then. And, you know, when, when Mike took over, it was a, a bit of a different voice and a, and a refreshing voice uh, to these players. And, you know, they're, they're going to come out and say the right things that they're the ones that are responsible for it. And, and at the end of the day, they are, but, um, And I I think it was just one of those points where the Blues were – the expectations were were pretty high at the time, and they were laboring around that eight seed in the playoffs. And uh, I don't want to say it was a a knee-jerk reaction, but uh, it it started to kind of go south quickly, and and they started to deviate away from that – from that real defensive-minded structured team that the blues have had for so many years and 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 you started to see a lot of uh, leaks in their game and they felt like if they had to save their season uh you know mike yo was already the coach in waiting so it, it was already a situation where they almost had something in place there i don't think they if they had that in place that that hitchcock would have been replaced at that time they probably would have waited till the end of the year but it was just one of those things where they felt like they needed to do something at that time, and they did, and obviously it didn't go over well with him because he really enjoyed working with this group here, but uh, you see it, it happen quite often now. It's already happened twice here in the last couple of days, and we've already had four coaching changes, and typically uh, the going rate is is you know you, players just want to hear a new voice, and this, this is where we're at now.
2: Lou, uh, tell me a little bit about Hitch's uh, in-game management. Um, You know, Todd McClellan has shuffled lines some games, some games he hasn't. Uh, I mean, when you lose, it's always the wrong decision, right? Either you change too much or you didn't change enough. How does Hitch approach uh, some of the line combinations, the shuffling around, maybe a line or a player that that isn't good in the first period? Uh, Does that player get any leeway?
0: Uh, it depends on who it is. Uh, you know, he, he, he'll, he'll, try to stick with a particular group, uh, that he implements in a practice and, uh, things tend to go well for a while, but, uh, he's, he's not one, he's not one that's going to stick with it very long. Uh, because if things start to go south or if, or if things start to go, you know, astray of what he, what he really wants to do, uh, he will make changes. And, uh, doesn't matter whether it's your top line or whether it's your fourth line and uh, you know guys guys better be prepared for that because you know he's he's uh, he's a results oriented type of a guy and uh, you know he coaches to win every game and I don't know what coach tells you that they're not there to coach uh, to win every game but uh, he literally is and uh, he will hold you accountable and I've seen it a number of times here in St. Louis where he'll start a game one way and if things aren't going well it doesn't take him very long to uh start changing things up i think there's some frustration there that can come with players because you know that they want to develop some of that chemistry and once they feel like they're playing with a particular guy you know they feel like you know if you're going with one guy and then all of a sudden you got to change mid-game it you know it it, it tends to deviate from what they want to do but uh That's just how coaches are, and uh, he's not going to be afraid to be the one that's going to pull the trigger and uh, try to find that right combination, whether it's in-game or whether it goes game to game. But if things are going well, he'll tend to stick to what's really going well.
2: Hey, Lou, thanks for jumping on on short notice. I know it's incredibly busy for you as well, but uh, thanks for letting us know what it was like to cover Hitch's teams there with the Blues. I hope we can talk again soon
0: no problem, but I'll tell you this one thing. You guys are going to enjoy him because he literally is, quote, gold, and uh, he'll give you all the good stuff. Trust me, you're going to love him.
2: Well, look forward to that. That is Lou Korak checking in from NHL.com covering the St. Louis Blues. He's on our River Cree Resort and Casino Hotline. You can also check in 780-496-0063. I know some of you stayed on hold during Lou's interview, so I'll get to you right away. You can also text the Heartland Ford text line at 63630 with over $10 million in new and pre-owned inventory. They're one of the Largest volume Ford dealers in Alberta experience the difference of Heartland Ford. And you can follow the show on Twitter at Oilers Now. Reed Wilkins sitting in for Bob Stoffer today. Heather is standing by on the open line. Heather, I, I appreciate that you waited. I just wanted to get Lou in so he could get back to work. Go ahead.
1: Oh, that's okay. Um, yeah. Hi, Reed. I just wanted to uh, give my opinion about everything that's been going on uh, with this whole coach situation. First of all, I want to say I'm really sad to see McClellan go. I think that he was a really, really intelligent coach who uh, had a really great view of the game. Um, Contrary to what a lot of other people are saying, I really liked him. But on the same hand, I really like Ken Hitchcock. I think he's going to come in and he's going to do great things with the guys. Um, But I think we're not focusing on what the real problem is Um, it's fine and dandy to say oh let's fire the coach and you know and shake things up but I've been looking at the stats and I think the problem lies with the goaltending coaching Um, not that Dustin Schwartz isn't a great coach I just I look at other teams like LA they have Billy Ranford there Um, other teams have a lot of professional a more professional um, experience uh, teaching their goaltenders for example when I look at Devin Dubnik his last year in Edmonton his uh, goals against were 336 and his save percentage was 894. He goes over to Minnesota and now he's got a 236 GAA and a 925 save percentage even like Laurent Boursois, um, his last year with Edmonton, he had a 324 and an 883, where now, um, I know he has only been in a few games for Winnipeg, but he, he's he got a 148 GAA and a 959 save percentage. So are we not looking at the right um a solution here Yeah, that,
2: Heather, that's a good question and I I've, I've been asked that by other people. Um as as I'm sure you know Dustin Schwartz was not Dubnik's goalie coach. So I, I don't think we'll right. tie, we'll tie that in there. I th- I guess the thing I always say is and 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 I get it Dustin Schwartz didn't didn't play in the NHL like Ranford or some of those other guys. Um you know, Ken Hitchcock though never played in the NHL. So we'll see. I I think with Schwartz though, if if you're going to criticize him, you got to play the other side of the fence too because he was the goalie coach when Talbot was fourth oh, yeah. in no, I, I like and, reports, but and I
1: think he think has helped like-
2: I think he has helped Koskinen improve I mean I think there's been some work put in there right. but the goaltending I mean the goaltending as a whole as I said earlier this year has been uh below average and Talbot's last five games unfortunately have been poor so, right. I mean, well, I, I would I say I, I would say goaltending's probably cost the Oilers four points this year, three or four so points.
1: I don't know if if you're allowed to like, are the Oilers allowed to hire more than? Because I know Sylvain uh, Rodriguez is in there as well, but are they not allowed to hire like an additional coach? Like, can the goalies not get extra help?
2: Well, there's there's no there's no cap on on coaching. Okay. Uh, but most teams would have a goalie coach and then maybe a consultant. I mean, when you think about it, there's six guys and there's six goalies in an organization, if you count the ECHL teams. So to have two coaches for six guys, that's a pretty good ratio compared to what the other players get. But, I, but you know what? You made some good points and, and you brought a lot of good thoughts and information. So I really um, appreciate I it, Heather. Can I
1: one more thing, Reid? Yeah, sorry, quickly. I'll, I'll make yep. it real quick. Um, I also like uh, Shilly uh, a lot of people are bashing him but I, I think he's great I think he did a, he has done a lot for the Oilers. Um, the only thing I really disagree with is I think during the 2016 draft we should have taken Matthew Kachuk instead of uh, Jesse Poarve just because I think the Oilers need another guy like that. Um, well, first of all, so we don't have to play against him because <laughs> that was brutal right. <laughs> uh, <laughs> against Calgary. Um, but we need that kind of a player. We need someone who is going to go in there and and do the things that Matthew Kachak does. Sure. And I think, yes, he's kind of been a little bit of a disappointment. I, I've seen what he can do in the preseason this year. He has come along, but I think we need a different type of player.
2: Heather, I really appreciate your time. Thank you very much for phoning in.
1: Yeah, no problem. Thanks,
2: Reed. All right, that is Heather. We do plan to have some comments from uh, Ken Hitchcock, hopefully in about 10 minutes. Uh, so we'll bring you those live. Still, we'll get more of your feedback as well. Ken Hitchcock is the new coach of the Oilers. Todd McClellan was fired earlier today. Reed Wilkins in for Bob Stauffer on Oilers now.
3: All right, let's go live back to San Jose. Here's Ken Hitchcock. Well, it's it's a major factor, but it's not... The, the the big factor for me was, I know so many people in the organization, and we've we've won a lot together. Uh, you know, Peter and I really got along well at the Olympics, and he, you know, he was really good for us as a coaching staff in the Olympics. Uh, you know, I've known Manny and Glenn for a long, long time, and uh, obviously Bob Nicholson and and then uh, Kevin and everybody. So. It's a lot about who you're working with. That, that was the major factor at the end, but I I gotta say, I mean, Edmonton's my home. Uh, you know, I, I went to my first hockey game with the Flyers and the Red Wings when I was four years old, and. I'm going back to Edmonton, so that's a that's a factor too. But the biggest one is the people. I, I've I've known a lot of these people for most of my life, and uh, I have a healthy dose of respect for them.
0: We know you've been watching the team play. Um, is there something that you can impart upon the players from the get-go to get them to uh, you know turn this slide around?
3: Uh, well, I know what is wrong, um, but it's not going to get fixed overnight. Um, I've been through this once before, and I, I'm going to help it along. But uh, it's not going to change overnight. But we can start taking some steps. I, I've got to sell at my best. I've got to be good at players have to buy. I, I, I told the players today, I can take them to a place, uh, personally, that they can't get to themselves. But they got to buy into that, and it's not going to be comfortable at times. But if we want to expect, if we expect to win hockey games, we're not going to do it on talent. We're, we're going to really have to develop an atmosphere where we're 100% locked in playing for each other and not with each other. And there's a big difference in those two words. And And we've got to get to that atmosphere as quickly as we can and like I said it is not going to happen overnight but, but I think there's some good kids in there and there's some good people and I think we can make this goal. What do you see as being wrong? Is it a little loose defensively? No, I just think frustration sets in and the motion goes out and then you just start playing by yourself. And you're trying to do too much yourself and expectations lead uh, both either direction. They can lead to uh, great camaraderie or when it doesn't work, they can lead to frustration. And when you're frustrated, you go quiet on the ice with each other. You go quiet in your game and then it looks like you're at times, not trying, but it's exactly the opposite. And I think I can clear the deck that way. I, I went through this in St. Louis. Uh, we turned it around in eight or nine days, and we started to really play for each other, and I, I think I can help this group turn that around.
0: What about the opportunity to, to coach Connor McDavid? That's, uh, that's got to be fun for a coach. And how do you plan to deploy him?
3: Well, first of all, he's an awesome player but he has an awesome responsibility and it's not just scoring goals and getting points and stuff like that he's he sets the competitive tone of the hockey club and um, I can really help him. I've been through some really good players uh, who who learn to adapt and and do those things, and I, I can help him along there and and uh, get him to understand what his responsibility is because he's he's carrying too much of the burden, and uh, he needs to lighten the load a little bit, and I can help him do that stuff.
0: Does it take some getting used to uh, having Ken Hitchcock as your coach? Is
3: that <laughs> uh <laughs> Well, I, you know what? I'm I'm old enough and mature enough to go into a locker room and and like I did today and I'm going to do again on Thursday. I we don't have time to horse around. We don't have time to go to get in the get to know your face. We don't have time for it. We got to get going and I, I want to be able to tell them everything that I'm about, good and bad. This I want them to be 100% uh, prepared for what they can expect from me so we don't have to go through the dance. And we started that today. And I thought the guys really responded well to it. And uh, we'll get some more done on Thursday. But I, I want to be really clear with the players. This is what I expect. This is what you can expect from me. I'm going to be consistent. This is how I'm going to act. So there's no surprises. And I'm going to try to eliminate, by the, by the time we play Friday, I'm going to try to eliminate as many surprises as I can. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks, sir. All right, well,
2: there it is for the first time as head coach of your Edmonton Oilers, Ken Hitchcock. A lot to hit on there. We'll break it down. More of your reaction at 780-496-0063 and to 630-630 as we move along. Reed Wilkins in for Bob Stoffer on Oilers Now. Ken Hitchcock's the new coach. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad.